Hey guys, welcome back to one more new episode in Salesforce Cast podcast. And topic for this episode is top five qualities that I look at before I hire someone. Or you can also rephrase this as top five qualities that you need to look at before you zero down on someone or before you hire someone. So that is going to be the topic of the episode. Before we dive in, let me try to give you some overview sort of a thing. You might be thinking what Teja has got to do with hiring and other stuff. So as a part of my consulting business, I help companies hire Salesforce developers and I also help them. ramp up their sales for skill set by providing all sorts of training and coming back to the actual topic of the episode which is top 5 qualities that i look at or that you need to look at before you hire someone and i'll be talking about all these qualities one by one and the order in which i tell them has got nothing to do with the priority as such i'm just trying to highlight them in the order that comes to my mind and before we talk about the qualities that we need to look at there are few other things that we need to talk about and this part of the story is for the interviewees not for the interviewers and this is how it goes let us say you are someone who has got around 8 years of experience and when the interviewer asks you to give some sort of brief introduction about yourself so start off with your present experience and try to talk about your project a bit and try to explain them your role within that particular module or the project and also try to give them a high level architecture or flow related to your project that is because it might help them zero down on the concepts on which they have to ask you the questions on and what i mean by that is let us say that you are someone who have been uh, working extensively on uh, let us say batches in apex for the last 6 months and uh, if you don't give that information you land up in a situation where the interviewer is going to ask you questions on maybe custom metadata types and you might be someone who has theoretical knowledge about what custom metadata types are and how to use them in that case neither of them will be getting what they need that is because all the interview questions will be based on the module or concepts which are used in their current project and your skill set will be lying in a different direction altogether so it is always suggested that you give some sort of overview about what are the concepts on which you have worked so that the interview can start uh, zeroing down on the concepts from which you have mentioned and from that he can pick and choose few questions and he can ask you those questions having said that i'm not saying when you try to work on a set of things in your project you need to confine your skill set or knowledge only to those concepts let us say that you have been working on batch apex then it is going to be your responsibility to focus on other core concepts of salesforce as well and you need to have some sort of thorough understanding of these concepts even before you try and appear for a interview that is one of the things that i wanted to highlight and the next thing is there is a good possibility that the interviewer is going to ask you a question on a certain concept and uh, you might not know the answer for that question in that case try and think if you can come up with something which is related to this concept rather than trying to talk something which is completely irrelevant to this concept and even though if you are not able to come up with a concept which is relevant to this or somewhat closer to the question that has been asked at you then it is completely fine to take a firm stand and tell the interviewer that you'll not be able to answer that question it is absolutely fine to let the interviewers know that you cannot answer the question it is not that every interviewee should know everything whenever he comes to the interview so considering what we have discussed just now which is letting the interviewer know that you cannot answer that particular question uh, do not try to use that again and again as in when they are trying to ask you multiple questions do not try to get back to them with the same answer which is you cannot answer that particular question try to use that as limitedly as possible and quite often what i have noticed is when the interviewer asks you a question then usually people start answering the questions and uh, they don't tend to give a break in their answers they will continue to go on and on and on 
and uh, it is a, there is a psychological reason behind it which is usually interviewers think that if they give a break then the interviewer might ask something out of what he had just mentioned and that might break their flow or that might confuse them so on and so forth well some interviewers might like it and some interviewers might not like it so at the end of the day what we are trying to do is whenever we try to overwhelm the interviewer with our answers with our answers then we'll not be giving pleasant experience to the interviewer so what i would suggest here is whenever you try to answer the questions uh, try and take as many breaks as possible in the middle and what i mean by that is uh, try to take a pause for a few seconds just try to see if the interviewer is trying to say something or if he's trying to ask uh, questions based on what you have just mentioned and things like that in that way you are allowing the interviewer to talk in the middle and if he has got any questions within what you have just mentioned he can just you know pinpoint that and he can ask you a uh, couple of other questions on that particular concept so that way it is going to be more or less like a discussion rather than trying to sound like a typical interview this is one thing that i often tell people which is try and make sure that the interview is more or less like a discussion rather than trying to uh, sound it like a typical uh, question and answer session or typical you know interview kind of a thing and quite often what happens is when the interviewer asks you a scenario there is a good possibility that you might not be able to answer that question in that scenario just don't tell them that uh, you can't answer it rather uh, try and approach the question from different angles the reason i say that is most of the interviewers are very much interested in seeing your thought process rather than trying to focus on your answer so they are kind of focused on seeing if you are someone who is ready to flex your mind given a challenge rather than giving it up so as mentioned just try to uh, approach the question from all different angles rather than simply giving up and the last advice that i would like to focus upon for the interviewers is towards the end of the interview the interviewer is going to ask you if you have got any questions try and uh, make use of this opportunity if you have got any questions towards your job description or work culture or anything feel free to make use of this opportunity feel free to ask the question to your interviewer and in most of the scenarios he'll be more than happy to answer you not only this if you are not able to answer any of the questions during the interview process towards the end when the interviewer asks you this question you can simply ask him the answer for that question worst case what is going to happen at the most the interview might uh, redirect you towards google or you know towards the standard documentation that's absolutely fine you're not going to lose anything there so i would suggest you to make use of this opportunity when interviewer asks you about uh, your questions so these are all the advices that i would like to give to interviewees and followed by this we'll be talking about the qualities that the interviewer has to focus upon whenever he wants to zero down on a particular resource and i think i have mentioned it which is i'm not focusing on the order in which i'll be mentioning them i'm just trying to highlight the things that comes to my mind and the next thing that i would like to highlight is fundamentals a engineer has to be good with this fundamentals and when i say fundamentals i'm not referring to syntaxes so a person has to be good in terms of understanding or deciding where we need to use a if loop when to use a method versus when to use a constructor so on and so forth if you're not good with syntaxes that is absolutely fine you can google it or you can make use of stack overflow and you can land up at the right syntax and i strongly suggest people not to memorize anything that is because even if you are in the process of memorizing syntaxes then whenever salesforce comes up with a new release you need to start memorizing whole bunch of new syntaxes which is not suggested at all and which is not going to be that easy so coming back to fundamentals whenever we are stuck at syntaxes we can google it we can search or we can make use of a stack overflow but we cannot search in google saying that uh, should i use a if loop or we cannot search with something like should i use a constructor or method so on and so forth 
So I strongly expect an engineer to be good with fundamentals and not syntaxes. And the third thing that I would like to focus upon is how a person thinks or how his thought process goes given a challenge. And what I mean by that is whenever I try to give a scenario, I only focus upon how his thought process goes. I'm not interested in the actual solution. And at times, even if they give me the right solution, I just try to tell them that I don't want to use that solution. And I tell them to come up with some other approach that way. I'm able to understand or figure out what type of a person is he? Is he able to flex his mind? Is he able to face a problem? Or is he someone who says, you know what, I give up types. Let me give you an example and probably that will help you understand what I'm trying to say. There was one particular scenario where I asked a question about uh, sharing and this particular interviewee got back to me saying that uh, he'll be able to solve it using public groups. And I told him that I want to achieve the same thing, but not by using public groups. Then he got back to me with a different answer altogether. And then I told him I don't want to use it with that second approach. And then he got back to me with a third approach altogether. And that third approach was kind of wrong. But I was very much okay with it because it gave me a confidence that this person whom I'm trying to interview is very much okay to flex his mind and is very much okay to think from different angles, so on and so forth. So that is one thing I would like to see in a interviewee if I have to shortlist him. And the fourth quality that I would like to focus upon is how good a resource is at reading documentation. If you are a software engineer, it is extremely important that you are good at reading documentation and, and try to understand what they're talking about, how things behave, so on and so forth. Let me give you an example. Salesforce came up with something called Lightning Web Components, maybe six to seven months back. And along with that, Salesforce comes up with new releases every three to four months. And you have to be patient and you have to be good in terms of reading the documentation trying to understand what are the new changes that are kind of implemented in the new release. And you need to start implementing the changes in your project if it is kind of meeting the requirement. Often I come across people who are not inclined towards reading documentation. And what I would like to tell them is learning is not a one-time thing. It goes on and on. It is a continuous process. And you have to constantly input yourself with all sorts of information related to technology, related to Salesforce, related to programming, just to keep yourself updated. So you'll have to be good with reading documentation, trying to understand what they're trying to convey and trying to implement things in your project. And the fifth quality is often varying for me. Uh, it can be something like Googling or it can be something like patience and etc. based on the project, based on the client and etc. And very often people ask me, is it okay to Google for syntaxes or is it okay to Google for the errors that you come across in developer console? All I would like to tell you is it is absolutely fine. I have seen technical architects doing it. I've seen engineers from companies like Google doing it. So it is absolutely fine if you want to Google stuff here and there. So these are the few qualities that I would like to highlight or few qualities that I look for when I try to hire a person. Before we end it, I want to mention that these are not the only metrics to follow or consider. All I'm trying to tell you is these are the ones which work for me. Uh, likewise, if you have any other qualities that you look up to, whenever you want to hire someone, feel free to let me know. As mentioned, I'm not saying this is a perfect recipe. Everyone will be having their own recipes. So that's all for this episode. Before I end it, let me try to pull a shameless plug. In case if you want to learn Salesforce or in case if you want to ramp up your skills in Salesforce, subscribe yourself to Salesforce Cast. You have monthly, yearly and lifetime plans there. That's all for this episode and I'll see you in the next one.